0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up,
1: we're going to talk about a crucial component to your health, your teeth. We'll talk to the folks at BC Perio. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. There's some new data from Vancouver Police on property crime in the past three months. And the news is not great, though not unexpected. Property crime was up 7.3% in the first three months of 2023, with 7,500 property crime incidents reported. Assaults were down slightly by 2.1%, while robberies also saw a 7% decline. There were 147 robberies in that time in Vancouver. One of the explanations for the rise in property crimes is COVID. During the height of the pandemic, break-ins were way down. I guess it was because there was always usually somebody home uh, as well. Car break-ins, which are the main driver of property crime, saw a big drop during COVID. The Vancouver Police Board noted this week that the uptick in property crime was expected in 2023, now that life has returned somewhat back to normal. Sadly, hate crimes reported to police remained about the same, uh, from 33 incidents in the first three months of last year to 34 for the same period this year. The BC government wants to make sure diabetes patients have access to the drug Ozempic, which is highly effective at controlling blood sugar levels, but it also has the side effect of causing people to lose weight. And that's meant a lot of people want it, especially in the United States. In fact, it now looks like 15% of the prescriptions written for Ozempic were by two Vancouver pharmacies, which were shipping them out to customers across the border in the U.S. Health Minister Adrian Dix says the ministry is enacting a new regulation to protect not only the supply of Osembic in B.C., but also other drugs that may need the same protection in the future. This new regulation means only B.C. residents, other Canadian citizens, or permanent residents can buy OSEMPIC at provincial pharmacies, either in-person or online. The Quebec government has moved toward banning flavored vape products. In modifying its anti-tobacco law to crack down on vaping, the new regulations would prevent the sale of vape products in any flavor other than tobacco and also cap the nicotine content and limit the size of capsules and refill containers. The new rules uh, would also restrict the sale of vaping products shaped like toys, jewels, animals, real or fictional characters, or other forms that might appeal to young people. And it looks like Christia Freeland's attempts to relate to those of us who are struggling to make ends meet landed with a big thud. Last November, while talking to Global News, Freeland mentioned that she had canceled her subscription to to the Disney Plus streaming service to save money. This was just after the fall economic statement for Canada was released. That was last November, and now many of the emails that were sent to her office were obtained by the Canadian press through access to information laws, and they show that Freeland's attempt to connect with Canadians was a major fail. Many of the emails accuse Freeland of being smug, and out of touch with people who are really financially struggling. Freeland walked back her comments the next day, saying she recognizes she is very privileged. Divers in Long Island Sound have found the wreckage of an experimental submarine. The Defender, a 28-meter-long vessel, was built way back in 1907 and later scuttled along Long Island Sound. The submarine was built by millionaire Simon Lake, and his Lake Torpedo Boat Company in hopes of winning a competition for a U.S. Navy contract. So I guess that was the 1907 version of billionaires building rockets to go into space. The 1907 submarine vessel had wheels to move along the sea bottom and a door that allowed divers to be released underwater. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Are you missing a tooth? Whole bunch of teeth? Well, there are a lot of options for you, and we'll hear about them next with the folks from BC Perio when we come back on CKNW right after
0: this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. Are you missing a tooth? Maybe a bunch of teeth. Maybe you've had dentures for a while and you're just getting sick of them. A dental implant may be just what you need. Uh, Dental implant technology is becoming more and more commonplace as people find they can get a new healthy smile sometimes in one day. That's because of new technology, materials being used, techniques that make it quicker, and more comfortable, and at the forefront of this new dental implant technology is a place right here in the Lower Mainland, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They have two locations here in the Lower Mainland. They're at 777 West Broadway in Vancouver, uh, also in Coquitlam, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Uh, You can go to their website at bcperio.ca. Or give them a call, 604-872-0222. And from BC Perio, uh, the dulcet tones of uh, one of their professionals who's been in the uh, the dentist game for a long time, Dr. Ron Zokel is with us. Hi, uh, Dr. Zokel, How are you?
2: I'm fine, Martin. How are you?
1: Good. I hope you don't mind me referring to you as having dulcet tones but you do have a you have a lovely voice. It's very reassuring and uh that's the kind of voice I would like to hear if I was in the dentist chair. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm you know I was talking about the BC perio website, uh bcperio.ca and I recommend people go there because uh there's probably a lot of people who have been thinking about doing something uh, with their teeth because they might be missing a tooth and they've been missing that tooth for a long time, or they've had, they have dentures and the dentures maybe are, are getting old and they're not fitting the way they should. And the one thing that's interesting about BC Perio is if you go to BC Perio, you're not just going to recommend that they get a whole brand new a uh, mouthful of implants, there are all sorts of options. There are, you can get a whole mouthful of implants, but you can also get, you know, maybe one implant and, uh, and in com- combined with other sort of procedures, right?
2: Well, you can. And what I'd like to suggest is what we do is when somebody comes in to have a discussion with us, what we try to do is understand where their priorities lie. First of all, we have to understand what their dental health is. And so we take the records to establish that. But then we have to talk about where their priorities lie. Because not everybody wants to treat their mouth completely or comprehensively. And some people are restricted because of maybe fear. Others restricted because of costs and or pr- other priorities they might have in their life. So part of it is that communication process.
1: Yeah, and it's not just a, you go in there and you get a hard sell. You, you, will, you will listen to these people.
2: Oh, I, th- I think you have to. If you're going to have a good relationship for somebody over an extended period of time or even undertake vet advanced procedures, which requires an awful lot of appointments and, and, and working time together, then it's important to have a relationship that works together as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And at BC Perio, we've, we've talked a lot about implant technology and how it's always changing. Um, you are at the forefront of that. You, you travel the world, not only learning about the new technology, but also teaching, uh, the new technology. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and how BC Perio is at the forefront of what is happening with this new technology.
2: Sure. Everybody at BC Perio is an educator in the field of dentistry in one form or another, be it periodontology or prosthodontics or implantology. It really doesn't matter. We're all educators. And, uh, and some of us have been doing it for a lot longer than others just because we've been around a lot longer. But nonetheless, everybody there is proficient and skilled and very
1: knowledgeable. Right. And if somebody is uh, at home, and they're listening to this and they maybe have had a missing tooth for a while. Uh, it, 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 it's something that they've been kind of putting off. Uh, it's not something that you should put off for too long if you're missing a tooth. It's probably something that you should deal with sooner than later, right?
2: Well, I think that's absolutely true. And, and here's the reason is that when the mouth is healthy and stable, everything is in balance, Uh, the tooth positions, you take away one of those teeth or one tooth has to be lost. If you do not treat it, all you're doing is establishing a continuing process of deterioration. By putting an implant in and replacing that missing tooth, you're reconnecting the balance and stability, and you may potentially have no more dentistry requirements for years and years, potentially even your lifetime.
1: Yeah, and that's the the great thing about implants. I say this every time, but I have one implant, and the only time I ever think about this implant, the only time it ever crosses my mind that I have a dental implant in my mouth, is when I talk to you.
2: <laughs> I, I won't connect the dots.
1: No, <laughs> no, it's it's just it's it's just it's my way of saying it. it's trouble free. I mean, you, it's like a real tooth. And I guess, um, I mean, people must say that to you all the time, that it, it's, it's a, it really is a trouble-free solution.
2: Sure. And, and I was being a, a little bit humorous, actually, in attempt at least. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, think that's true is that a healthy implant sh- should give you virtually no sense of unusual, uh, character. It doesn't feel differently than a natural tooth. And therefore, it's easy to forget about it. And in fact, one of the things that we recognize when people are healthy and stable is they don't think about their teeth a whole lot.
1: Yeah. And, and it really is important. I I, I think people are, are understanding this more and more, but dental health is directly synchronized to your overall health, isn't it?
2: Well, oh, in a very, very large way, uh, the, the relationship between your dental health and particularly your gum health and all the areas around where the teeth and the bone and the tooth structure or implant call connect is the area where you have the greatest potential to bring uh, bacteria and what we call pathogens into your body. And it's, it's that route which can cause an awful lot of disease issues, including uh, strokes and heart attacks.
1: Yeah. And because it it all comes down to inflammation, right? And it's all connected in the body.
2: Oh, it is. And it's part of our autoimmune process, we need inflammation uh, to heal the tissues of our body because that's part of that process. But uncontrolled inflammation also causes an extensive amount of damage to all Mm -hmm. areas of the body.
1: Yeah. So, what's one what, you talk to a lot of people who come in and they probably don't know that much about implants and they don't know what the, the options are? Um, what's the biggest misconception that you hear about uh, implantology uh, or the <laughs> techno? Is that a word? I, did I just make that up?
2: <laughs> Even if you did, I think everybody understands. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: misconceptions. Sure. Yeah. I,
2: think, I think probably some of the biggest misconceptions is that it has to be a painful process. In fact, the great majority of the people who go through our treatment protocols experience very little discomfort when they come out of their anesthetic, regardless of what it took to have the surgery completed.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that brings us to the, the imaging that you, you guys use at BC Perio, all the professionals who work there, um, imaging. And when I say imaging, I mean, you know, the old fashioned thing, you go to the dentist, you get an x-ray, but it's much more than that. You, you get a sense of what's in there in the, in the, in people's heads, the bone and, and the structure and all that stuff. And how important is that?
2: Well, it's important to have the x-rays because it tells us where the bone is. And if you just take a look in the mouth, you can see the structure and you might guess where the bone is, but you don't know. Earlier x-rays were two-dimensional, so you could see height and width, if you will, or height and length, but you couldn't see that third dimension. Well, the advent of of, uh, CT scans, and in dentistry's case, CBCT scans, allow us a three-dimensional picture of where the bone is, which allows us to be completely much more updated in control of what we're going to do uh, rather than having to go in surgically and then look at the bone at that point and decide what we want to do. So all our all our pre-treatment organization is much more thorough.
1: Yeah. So how different is that from, from what dentistry was like, say, 25 years ago?
2: <laughs> Quite a bit. We are able to treatment plan. We are able to show people what the end result will look like if they choose to go through treatment, rather than saying, you just take our word for it. We're going to be really, really good. Uh, we do our best to give a person or a patient an image of, of uh, the results that we expect to have before we have them uh, approve treatment, for example.
1: Right. And for people who are struggling with dentures, uh, I know a lot of people, they, they get kind of tired of dentures because dentures are not a permanent solution. They tend to, to lose shape and they don't fit as well. Um, it's not an all or nothing proposition, is it? If you, you want to replace your dentures, you can sometimes, you don't have to replace all of the missing teeth. Sometimes you just replace a few, right?
2: You can. And, uh, if you have full dentures, you are you're able to only bite down at a very, very small fraction of your potential biting force, and you can't eat all foods, and particularly very healthy foods, uh, while you're wearing dentures. Now, there is the odd exception to that, but they're rare. Most people who have dentures tolerate their dentists because they don't feel they have a good solution otherwise, and therefore, they live with what they have. Uh, we can use implants to stabilize the denture slightly. So it doesn't move as much. We can also use implants to completely support the denture. So you can return your biting force to its original potential.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that's really important that people know that, that, uh, even though you, the, the people, the professionals at BC Perio, they know all there is to know about implants. It's not an all or nothing thing. And, uh, I guess that that's why the consultation is so important.
2: I think so. And uh, it's more like a meeting of the minds, if you will. We have the expertise. We have the knowledge base to work with. But the patients have, as I mentioned before, their priorities, which we have to respect and honor. It's their choice as to where they want to go. We want to give them the options that are available to them and help direct them as to where the best value lies. And then, of course, it remains their decision after that.
1: You must see a lot of happy people. I mean, literally a lot of smiles.
2: Well, when they're finished treatment, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think if people go to uh, bcperio.ca, uh, they can see uh, what it's like at BC Perio. At both, their two different locations. Uh, one at 777 West Broadway in Vancouver and one in Coquillum. And it's a very bright, sunny place. And I guess that's one of those things that, uh, you know, the old, that sort of, uh, that old Cliche of the uh, the dentist office, uh, you you go a long way in kind of dispelling that because it seems like a very pleasant way to sp- spend some time.
2: Yeah, and I'm very proud of the fact that people who come into our office they recognize how well the team works together and how they are enjoying each other. And when everybody is happy in the office, and, and I'm not talking just about the doctors but the staff as well, then the whole environment I think is is affordably uh, a significantly better environment and much more comfortable for the patient when they realize everybody's happy there.
1: Yeah. I, and I think you can get a sense of that if you go to bcperio.ca and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zockel, one of the professionals, uh, a dentist at BC Perio, the Dental Health and Implant Center. And you can find them in two locations in the Lower Mainland, one at 777 Broadway in Vancouver, and also Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Go to bcperio.ca to find out everything you need to know. 604-872-0222. And you can talk about uh, going in for a consultation. And as we just heard, uh, a lot of it involves listening to you and your needs, because it's not an all or nothing proposition. And uh, they can uh, sometimes give you a brand new smile in one day. And when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, I want to talk about that whole idea of teeth in a day and also some, some facts about dental implants that maybe you didn't know. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW, and we are talking about your smile and how you can uh, get a great smile uh, with help from the folks at BC Perio, the Dental Health and Implant Center. Dr. Ron Zokel is our guest. You can find them online at bcperio.ca. Uh, they have two locations in the Lower Mainland, 777 West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And uh, Dr. Zockel, uh, I, I have to ask you every time because, because, you're, you're not alone at uh, BC perio. The dentists there are all sort of on the cutting edge. And as you mentioned in the first half, you're all educators and you're always learning and you're always traveling. And, uh, what's next for you? Where's your next trip? (laughs) And, uh, and who are you going to be teaching?
2: Well, we're going to Johannesburg, South Africa, and we're doing that in about four weeks time. Wow. We'll be there for a couple of weeks and, uh, I'll be talking to a group of dentists in that area of the world, looking forward to not only teaching that dental surgery procedures, but also to have a little look around South Africa, maybe doing a safari or something like that on top of the training.
1: Oh, wow. That sounds like fun. That sounds really good. And and I guess um, there are new developments all the time in in this kind of technology, uh, but let let's just talk about dental implants. Just For people who don't know, I think most people have a sense of what it is, but describe a dental implant. What are you getting? If you're going to say you're getting one dental implant, what is happening?
2: Well, a dental implant is just that part of the implant that goes into the bone structure and replaces the root of a tooth and is characteristically made of titanium or titanium alloy and I might point out that titanium happens to be a special metal that the body doesn't recognize as a foreign material, and therefore it accepts it and grows to the implant, which gives it the strength it needs for a tooth to be put on the implant and therefore sustain and tolerate the biting forces.
1: Right. So the implant is actually like a uh, an outgrowth of, it, it connects to your body to the bone in the jaw. And then you put a, a crown I, or do you call it a crown? What do you call it? The yeah, actual that, tooth?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the professional term. Some people have called it caps in the past, but I think most people are getting used to the principle of calling it a crown. A crown on, is part of that tooth structure, which exists outside of the gum. And uh, in, in an implant case, it's the structure which is built on top of the implant so you can chew.
1: Mm-hmm. And it sounds much more regal. I think to call it a crown,
2: <laughs> I think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so um, let's talk about uh, five facts about dental implants that I have found uh, and, and your thoughts on these, because it's, it's really interesting. Uh, number one, dental implants, as opposed to, uh, you know, like a, a, a bridge or a crown, um, dental implants have a pretty good success rate in, and in, in fact, uh, they have the best success rate of any other procedure, don't they?
2: They do. And and that's the interesting thing about it. Uh, very little in dentistry doesn't undergo some type of deterioration, and including implants potentially, but no other thing that we do in dentistry has the potential to last you a lifetime as much as well as the dental implants do. So if you take care of it and keep it clean, it will be there for decades and decades. It may well outlast you.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I fully expect mine to outlast me. I have a feeling, I don't know, but it's true. They have a 98% rate of success with, which is, uh, highest among all the other things like dentures, crowns and bridges. Uh, so that, that's a number one point. So, um, so I guess, you know, you, you're not often seeing people coming back who need, uh, you know, to have their, their implant looked at.
2: Well, there are from time to time, and I I want to be very, very upfront with that. These are very successful procedures, but you've got to do your part too as a patient. If you just take care of it, I've got people with implants in their mouth for last 40 years and Mm -hmm. with no sign of deterioration at all, which to me means that they're going to last a lifetime. However, if you don't take care of it, an implant can suffer the same disease process as a natural tooth. So what we, what we find is that people who end up paying for the cost of a dental implant and a new tooth on top of the implant feel I don't think I want to do this again. So they take better care of their teeth. And that's one of the reasons we have the good success rates we do.
1: Yeah. And, and when you say take care of it, it's the basic thing you do to your teeth, floss and brush.
2: That's correct. There's nothing different. You treat your teeth as people that I've seen over my years of practice that they go into their eighties and nineties where they're full complement of teeth. These people just take care of their teeth, They brush and floss. And if you do that with your implants, they'll last similarly.
1: Right. So that's the the number one of the five facts about dental implants. They have the best success rate. Uh, The second fact is that they are cavity free. So a lot of people are wondering whether they're prone to cavities, but they are not.
2: Of course not. And, and if you want to have cavities, then you gotta have natural tooth structure that will deteriorate with bacteria. Titanium can't suffer that problem. Therefore, no decay is potentially there
1: hmm And, uh, and that brings us to number three, the fact that they are constructed from titanium, uh, and tell us about titanium. Like why is titanium such an important part of the, of the whole, uh, formula for dental implants?
2: Well, titanium has a number of properties, Martin. One of them is that, as I mentioned before, is that the body tolerates it extremely well. And, uh, it does not see the titanium as a foreign material. Now, you put something else in the body, which the body is not normal to the body The body reacts to it as an antigen response, and if any foreign material, it have a reaction we will try to reject that material, i.e., a heart transplant or something like this. Even if somebody who's a, a donor that has a potential to try and give you a heart, uh, you still have to be sure that there's not any type of antibody reaction which is going to reject the material. So. Uh, In implants, that's not the case. These things work. The fact that titanium is also very strong allows it to tolerate the forces that are placed on it. So those two factors alone are predominantly the reasons why titanium is used as a dental implant material.
1: And possibly the coolest thing for me is that uh, titanium uh, is what NASA uses on their, uh, their, their space flights.
2: And submarines and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah. So there'll be lots of titanium. This new uh, thing that NASA is doing next year where they're going to circle the moon, uh, that will involve a lot of titanium, which you can also have in your mouth, which is cool. <laughs> they recover that. They can bring it back and make dental implants out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel. He's with BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center, two locations in the Lower Mainland, one on West Broadway in Vancouver, one on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. If you would like to know uh, whether they can help you, and they probably can, just go to bcperio.ca, b c p e r i o.ca and you can find out everything you need to know. There's a lot of good resources on that website, uh, videos about uh, dental implants, and uh, as we were saying, it's not an all-or-nothing thing. If you've got dentures, uh, you can uh, get implants that support uh, the, the denture and all that kind of stuff. I, I probably should let you describe that because you do it so much more eloquently than me. <laughs> but but we're talking about the five facts about dental implants. The first one was they have the best success rate of uh, any of the other tooth replacement options like dentures, crowns, and bridges. 98% rate of success. They're also cavity free. You don't have to worry about that. All you have to do is, you know, floss and brush your teeth naturally. And uh, also they're made of titanium. And number four, a really important thing about dental implants is that uh, they're not these rickety things that go into your mouth. A dental implant will actually make your jawbone stronger,
2: right? Yes. Yes. And, and the reason is, is that bone structure is a dynamic material. It will respond to force example is seen around natural teeth where the bone is denser right around the roots of the teeth where the tooth has got some uh, biting force put on it it's transmitted to the roots of the teeth and that stimulates the bone to become stronger and denser same thing happens around implants is that the dynamic characteristics of the body's bone structure is such that it will actually strengthen itself around the dental
1: implant right and that kind of brings us to the idea that if you have a one missing tooth uh, or a few missing teeth, uh, it might be wise to think about uh, having a procedure done sooner than later. Because if, if you don't have a tooth in that spot, that can cause some problems over the years, right? Yes.
2: So if a tooth is lost and nothing is done to replace it, then there is a tendency for that bone to resorb or what we call atrophy and become smaller. And the smaller that bone becomes, the more it's going to take to have to rebuild the bone structure to put an implant in properly.
1: Right. So that's number four, that it actually makes your jawbone stronger. Uh, and number five on the list of uh, five facts about dental implants, uh, age is not a factor.
2: No. And age is not a factor. And we find people who have a problem with having dental implants are people who have some type of medical compromise. And that can happen at a early age, mid-age, or late age. And on the other hand, people who are in their 80s and 90s and are healthy have no trouble with a dental implant healing properly.
1: Right. And so, uh, if you're an older person, uh, don't talk yourself out of it. Is that what you're saying?
2: Oh, for sure. Or, or get, speak to somebody who has some expertise in the field that can help you understand w- that whether or not you're healthy enough to have a dental implant. It's rare that we see people are not healthy enough.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what's, what's the record? <laughs> who's the oldest person <laughs> you've, uh, you've ever put an implant into? Ninety-four. 94. Nicely done. (laughs) Dr. Ron Zockel, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Uh, And uh, we're talking about uh, dental implants. And uh, when I got mine, it was a very long process, but that is changing. And uh, at BC Perio, uh, you can do teeth in a day. So tell us about teeth in one day. Well, teeth
2: in a day means that when you take a tooth out or put an implant in after a tooth is removed, or even if you didn't have a tooth there, you can often place a tooth on that implant immediately the very same day that you come in. And characteristically, it's a temporary tooth, but it is a tooth nonetheless. But the thing is you can do this for the single tooth and you can do it for a whole uh, set of teeth underneath a denture, or if you have to remove all your teeth, we very frequently will take remove all the teeth put the implants in and deliver a complete set of teeth all in the same day. Now, the only thing that restricts that is whether or not this implants are in strong enough to tolerate the force that would be placed on that tooth immediately after it's done.
1: Incredible. I I guess you've probably seen some amazing, uh, changes before and after somebody coming in in the morning and leaving in the afternoon. Oh,
2: it's the change is absolutely incredible. Uh, I've had people, uh, a gentleman who I don't think I'll ever forget, and he came in with really, really bad teeth. We took his teeth out. We gave him a set of teeth, upper and lower, in both arches, top and bottom, all at the same day. And when I gave him a mirror after we completed it all, he was sobbing uh, uncontrollably for probably 10, 15 minutes. And uh, he was just unable to speak. He was so overwhelmed by how good it looked for him.
1: Awesome. That is beautiful. Dr. Ron Zockel has been our guest. Uh, Dr. Ron is from BC Perio, Dental Health and Implant Center. Uh, you can find them online, bcperio.ca. Uh, they're at West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And uh, I recommend you go to that website, bcperio.ca and find out everything they do. Well, Dr. Zokel, always a pleasure to talk to you and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you, Martin. Appreciate the opportunity.
1: Right on. It's Vancouver Consumer, and coming up, it's a very special day in Vancouver history, if you like fish. That story is coming up next.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and it's time for some Today in Vancouver History, April 22nd was an important day back in 1954. It was 69 years ago on this day. That was the day the announcement was made that Vancouver was getting a brand new aquarium. To be fair, the old one wasn't much, wasn't even really an aquarium. It was, uh, it was opened at the English Bay Pier and was really just a single room with a bunch of fish tanks, though it did have a star attraction. That was Oscar the Octopus. That was in the 30s. This new aquarium, according to the announcement, would have tanks larger than any found at the San Francisco Aquarium, which in 1954 was considered one of the biggest and best in the world. It would be two years later that the Vancouver Aquarium would open its doors in its current location at Stanley Park. That's thanks to a big influx of cash from Timber Baron H.R. McMillan. As well as 300 grand in federal, provincial, and municipal government money. Fun fact about the Vancouver Aquarium at the official opening, the ribbon was cut by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's grandfather. That would be James Sinclair, the father of Justin's mother, Margaret. James was a Vancouver MP and the Minister of Fisheries at the time. Margaret Trudeau was also there. She was only seven at the time. She, of course, would go on to marry Pierre Trudeau, Justin's father. But back to the aquarium. It would become the largest in Canada and one of the five largest aquariums in North America. It was the second aquarium in the world to capture and display an orca. They also had belugas, narwhals and dolphins, and obviously public sentiment on the idea of keeping whales and other creatures in captivity has really changed over the years. The aquarium no longer keeps whales or dolphins. The Vancouver Aquarium has now shifted to become a center for marine research, ocean literacy education, climate activism, Conservation and marine animal rehabilitation. And they've done some great work as part of their marine mammal rescue. It's Canada's only dedicated marine mammal rescue facility and one of the largest in the world. It allows for on site rehabilitation of seals, sea lions, sea otters, sea turtles, and small cetaceans like uh, dolphins and porpoises. The center also responds to off site marine mammal emergencies including disentangling sea lions caught in fishing nets along the coast. The first rescue at the Vancouver Aquarium would be Nippy, a northern fur seal. Back in 1960, Nippy had been caught up in fishing nets. And just this past February, the aquarium welcomed a couple of harbor seals that are both blind due to their injuries when they were found they were deemed to be non-releasable by the Department of Fisheries and Oceans. They wouldn't have survived. One of the seals is named Skeena, found last August in South Surrey, swimming frantically in the Serpentine River. She had severe eye injuries and had to have an eye removed. She also can't see out of the other eye. The other seal is Pym found at Whiffen Spit in Souk last September. She was in bad shape with some wounds and severe dehydration. They also found she had congenital cataracts and also was non-visual. So Pim and Skina are now living at the Vancouver Aquarium, which was announced on this day back in 1954. This is Vancouver Consumer. Uh, we are here every Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. And we'll see you next week. I'm Martin Strong. The news on CKNW is next.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.